0: Guten Abend. My name is Ernst Mueller, but you can call me Oberstrubenfuhr Müller, and I'm here to talk to you about my new show, Operation Poltergeist. Now you may be seeing Oberstrubenfuhr, you have a podcast show? Yes. I'm actually quite heavily featured in two separate projects produced by the Bardic College, Cthulhu in Cairo, and now Operation Poltergeist. The first many of you already know, as a show in which a group of common-bred lowlifes traips around the globe, trying to undo the plans of my beloved Tully Society. In this show, however, I will be able to finally introduce the listeners to some of my key allies, who are as determined as I am to bring our vision of the world to the unenlightened masses. But be warned, Operation Poltergeist is only available as a Patreon exclusive. But why, Ole Strum and Fuhrer? Why? For two reasons. First, because it is their wish to honor their Patreon members for their support, as they should. And second because they are not brave enough to allow my deeds of glory to be broadcast on the open sites of the internet. They lack the courage to give a committed hero of the Thule Society, such as myself, a platform on which to recruit more impassioned fighters for the cause. And so I will punish their new team of players with unspeakable horrors. If they attempt to interfere in any way, I will hunt them with my knock commandos, and with all the power of the Elder Gods that I can summon, I cannot be stopped. I will not fail. Listen to Operation Poltergeist starting in June by joining our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash College.
1: You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by The Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at The Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
0: Good evening. It's us. Your favorite team, I guess. Hopefully. Should be. By now. I mean, you're back again, right? It's the Bardic College, and I'm Raz, and I am going to be your keeper for this evening. I'm joined by the entire team. I want to let them say hello, uh, because believe it or not, we are on our two-year anniversary as we're recording this. So we have been recording these shows uh, for almost two years with only moderate breaks, really nothing long. Um, Maybe just uh, two or three weeks was our longest break for uh, the holidays. Uh, Other than that, we've been pretty much on a consistent schedule. Uh, So without them, none of this happens. I'm sure you've heard me say that before, and I meant it. So, let me go around the the table and start with uh, Kayla, who plays Ella Walcott. Kayla, how are you this evening?
2: I'm excited for this two year anniversary recording. um happy to be back on track now that Jack's awake and I'm just. Would like to take a moment to say I'm so grateful to be here with all of you guys. Two years, it's incredible. It feels just like yesterday we started playing this game and we've come so far. I love you all.
0: Oh, that's thank you, Kaylee, and, and feelings mutual. And Kaylee, you're really—I mean—you were the first player to lose a character. So for you, this—you know—the the mark of Ella coming in and and having to rejoin the team and how even though we've been recording together for two years, you have that whole moment again, right, of trying to fit in where you fit in. A player fits because we know the chemistry works with the players, but as a character you have to refine your your footing and where your pecking order is and everything so you know and during that as the first player who had it happen that's that was a big deal so again thank you very much ping and we also have scott playing vadim gavrilov scott how are you this evening and two, two years in how you doing bud
3: i'm doing good keeper thanks can't believe it's two years feels like
0: uh two months I know if if we had this much just dis- trauma in two months though I think we'd all probably have, I know I would have had to take my my kids would have buried me in the backyard it would have been like an H.P. Lovecraft scene anyway you know lightning flashing spades in hand shove dirt in my face more like yeah uh, like army of darkness you know what you're never gonna <laughs> you got some stuff on your face <laughs> It would have been a Bruce Campbell moment, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, also another player who's, who switched characters midway and then had to refine, but I think Vadim's found his footing now. I think he feels maybe not comfortable with what's going on, but I think better with the team. I think he feels like he's seeing his role. Is that, is that fair to say?
3: I think so. I think so. I'm, I'm definitely feeling, uh, feeling him more myself. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of, uh, I don't know. Sometimes when you start a new character, it's like, um, you know, breaking in a piece of clothing or something, you know. Right. And uh, over time, it just starts kind of, you know, it's like the wallet, you know, it's starting, yeah. it's starting to cup to my butt. So
0: Vadim <laughs> is like a, like a really good doe skin wallet. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just cl- clenching onto my butt cheek. Mm-hmm. But yes, no, I I agree. I think Vatim and and I, th- y- I, think you just play him really well. So that's it's very cool. Um, and thank you because again, well, thank you. It's, it's two years uh lauren plays katherine ross by now uh lauren is one of the only two ogs that are left i guess and um she is uh as people say she's the first one to break out the black bag or the shotgun and it's uh it's not always in the right order hey. uh sometimes sometimes hey. the bag comes out she ju- just telling you some of the feedback we get there's nothing don't be listen it's okay to get you are a medical professional and not everybody agrees with the doctor's diagnosis I mean, in Germany, your diagnosis was, have a, you know, 26 rounds of buckshot, and then next time it's Juiced Pilot on a plane, you you know, Catherine has her, her many facets, so, but how is Lauren tonight, two years into this?
4: I am so happy to be here. This is my favorite character that I've ever created, and it's an absolute pleasure to be her every day. Um... Every day? Sorry, every week. <laughs> Shit, sorry.
0: No, that's okay. There's times where it may feel like every day. <laughs> no, like
4: every time, every <laughs> day that we record,
0: sh- uh, I'm yeah. trying to
4: have a deep and meaningful. So basically the feedback and the reception to this character, it's been so wonderful because there's so much of Catherine that's me, parts of me that are awkward and blustery and anxiety ridden. And just sometimes a little blunt. But to hear that people are, you know, receptive to the character and that they're, you know, she's tough as old boots and she's still here. It's nice.
0: Yeah. She's uh, probably our least wounded character still in the game. Uh, except for the new characters, right? She's probably still in, of the two that are left, I mean, Faye's just a walking, you know, ER center. Yeah, she's, she's, just a, a walk, she's a walking know, she's, workers comp claim. She's, 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 t- she's just a triage.
1: I don't think there's a part on me that isn't scarred or maimed or what have you.
0: She's five feet of scarred blonde hair.
1: You're damn right. That's me.
0: (laughs) And speaking of that, how is Mel this evening? Two years in. How's Mel and uh yeah Mel I mean you're 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 survived. You keep living. To the shock of everyone. I know, me too.
1: It's I know. (laughs) You look um God works hard but Faye Dawson works harder. Okay. It's I'm I'm still in the game. I'm just
0: I think uh, if anybody knows our friends over at Lurking Fears, who is one of the uh, supporters uh, for the show, um, they they had a situation about two weeks ago. They were talking about Faye's trauma back in Berlin, which is the first time you really hear one of our cast members get really hurt. Like we know, you know, it was we an know honor to a- be the first. Yeah. Aveline tried to choke herself with her fist back in England, but it was Faye really that got busted up bad in Berlin. And all I kept hearing was matt who is lurking fears the uh, the owner and operator was like he did that to her you know he did that that's him he didn't no that wasn't no he actually he decided to make the, he made those choices <laughs> 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 so yeah matt was uh, matt was very very open about the fact that he felt the trauma just as much matt really so, uh, is
1: not gonna like the journey that i go down um no later no. in the episodes it's you know after a while he's probably gonna be like again Again, really? This is
5: This is personal. This yeah. gotta feel personal. <laughs> the nightmare called the sideline in Thalema, for instance. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I didn't so. get physically hurt there, just emotionally.
5: The rest of us were well, also emotionally you- hurt there.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and finally we have Joel, Joel who plays uh, Jack Gavendish and also Sydney Poulter over on Operation Poltergeist, where you can check him out. Uh, that's coming out starting in June. Uh, Sid, how are uh, Joel? How's how you doing? Two years in. Uh, this has been the longest campaign we've run in a long time, bro.
5: Very long time. Very long time. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think um, we ran a D and D campaign uh, too many years ago called Calator that lasted yeah. a bit longer, two and a half years, maybe three. Yeah, but, two and a half. Um, yeah, this is crazy. You know, I can't believe in the beginning I said, we start this, I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop shaving, stop cutting my hair, and stop washing. And I would have never imagined that we would go on this long, I would feel this gross and smell this bad, but it has all been worth it. And and I that's want to welcome. offer our listeners my kindest confibularities.
0: And at the end of uh the and part of our giveaway for the two year anniversary is Joel's gonna be shaving himself and sending out different patches of body hair <laughs> for you to purchase on our Patreon. So if you're into that kind of thing, that's we'll just
4: disgusting. Make sure.
0: Oh, listen, women get away with it. I don't want to hear it. We have a 54-year-old man that wants to do it.
1: Patreon.com, to slash, you, the bar to Patreon.com <laughs> nice. slash The Bardic College. Patreon.com slash The Bardic College.
0: This is some of Sydney's Paul pol- <laughs>
5: <laughs> Yes, and, and one of our, our new sponsors, Longenburger. I will be doing this in a giant Longenburger basket.
0: Beautiful. <laughs> what? Fabulous. That's showing our age. All right, so let's get started for the night. Um, I want to go home. We, you are funny. You were across the hall. Uh, <laughs> when we last left, we were in Kathmandu, and Jack had been, uh, the episodes before Jack had failed a uh, pretty important constitution role. He hadn't just failed it, he epically failed it, which required that uh, Vadim call out to Catherine. She came over, and the two of them were able to stabilize. After some serious surgery, we were able to get Jack into a place where he could be moved. And uh, thanks to quick thinking from uh, Ella and Faye, they uh, re- radioed to the tower, Ella remembering the actual frequency, and uh, they were able to get to uh, a truck out here in a couple hours to pick them up in the gorge. And after hiding the weapons and making sure everything was secured, they made their way back to town. We're going to pick it up about four nights later. In that time, Jack has been unconscious, and we're going to start with some roles that Jack has to make. So, Jack, let's start with what we discussed, and we'll give this to the listeners so they can understand as well. When anyone does a catastrophic failure of ninety six to hundred, that five percent, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, double zeros, something tremendously wrong has to occur. And we know that Catherine did all kinds of great surgeries and Vadim was given blood and there was all kinds of intravenous stuff. Uh, and they were able to keep Jack from going completely out, which you had hit points left, so technically you were going, you were not going to die, right? But you-, you were just in really, really bad shape. So one of the things we discussed off air was going one of two routes. You can either lose some permanent constitution and hit points or the sanity line because of the trauma of what you went through. Now, you, uh, being a gamer, looked at your statistics and said, while well, my HP is really, really good, my sanity is still very good because I've only joined the campaign in the last couple of months. Sure, sure. So you've decided to go the sanity loss route. Is that correct?
5: That is correct,
0: Cuba, yes. So why don't we go ahead and roll 2d10? 2d10. Uh, let's
5: make that 2d4. I think it sounds much
0: better. Uh, 8d4 or 2d10, your choice. <laughs> you can play that any way you want. That's wonderful. That sounds amazing. Okay, that that would be 13 points. Yeah, your top number comes down by 13 on your sanity. And part of the benefit of using what Catherine did and some of the techniques she did was if you had gotten the HP way and taken the HP loss, it would have been a hit to your top end HP, but you would have had a slow regeneration effect going off. Like every time you gained uh, HP, you would have gained one additional. So like a night's Rest would give you back two When you roll for first aid, three, you could go max four. So there's, it would have been whatever was the role or or the situation, you would have added one to that. So it would have been a slightly rapid healing. Uh, Enough game changer, at least helpful. However, you chose to go the sanity route so you have some trauma, but also what you have now, a small benefit, is that you no longer need to sleep like you used to sleep. You will only require eight hours of sleep a week. However, during those eight hours, you're not there anymore. You're gone, gone. You're just dead weight. So it can be during the day. It can be in direct sunlight. You're not a vampire. There's nothing like that. But you need eight hours and they must be continuous.
3: So it's not cumulative over the course of the week.
0: No. He needs one eight-hour period where he can just shut down.
3: So I'm like comatose for the eight hours.
0: Like we have to drag his body comatose.
5: Right. So there'll be, like a, there'll be a night, let's say, at the a certain time where I won't do any watches at all. I'll just sleep the entire night. God willing. And people are quietly going, he, he's not moving, but, but the grafted skin is
0: right. It just breathes for you. Like, like, a, like an exterior lung. I'd like to thank you for something.
5: the zombie flesh, by the way,
0: Catherine's idea. That Listen.
3: is, I, I am. Why am I predicting such keeper fuckerage with that? I mean, oh just... my God. I it heard it. And I said, this is fucking idea. evil. I am screwed.
4: It was not my idea.
5: Zombie <laughs> flesh.
4: It was not my idea. I was running out of sutures.
5: Couldn't we find a goat?
1: A goat in the mountainside where where we had just been shooting and doing all
5: all that? So my actual my actual question was: Did they not think to maybe just graft some skin off my
0: ass? You had taken you were you had bled a lot, and they were actually having to force blood into you. They thought that I rigged bottom up like a juicer. Yeah, she, she was she was pulping that.
4: <laughs> Everything will you. be explained to you, but yeah, it was. Um... Come on, Vadim.
0: Vadim
5: <laughs> is my own personal juice box. I was I was a pliable. <laughs>
0: right. A sips. We used to call them sips, cat. Yeah. So, but the, uh, the fuckery aside, let's not go down the floor. There was something path. else that
5: you were going to add, too. There were some other things we talked about, some of the weird sunlight.
0: side effects. Sunlight. No, no, no. So I, I don't want none of the sunlight stuff. This, oh. the, the whole idea of this what was. What about be, the
5: that essentially would just oh, kill eyes, my character right, yes. ever going home.
0: No, the, the eyes. eyes. Yes, that was. The, I thank you for all my players. Seek. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Listeners, and I mean that. This thank when, you, Scott. <laughs> this is when players do the right thing to, <laughs> and the wrong thing. Yes, no. Scott's right. It's the eyes. <laughs> God damn! Your eyes look like a you know the slashes of a goat. So you really need sunglasses perpetually, like just to make sure that. Like, you know, a hat for Spock when he goes back in time. Like, no one would notice. You just need to make sure you have some sort of a dark...
5: You say no more sexy. Ray Charles. You're saying? No more sexy uh, Kenyan?
0: I'm not saying your eyes went to the side of your head like a goat. You just have the irises <laughs> of a goat.
5: I
3: love you, baby. Get, <laughs> he's off, like, get him off me. He's a demon.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's, like a
3: f- he's like a flounder with his eyes on the side of his head. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Like Sid the Sloth. Oh,
3: my gosh. Kitchel. Sid
0: the Sloth. <laughs> oh, my oh God.
5: Hello,
0: Catherine, I'm not going down that road again.
5: I swear, if you don't stop here right now, I will shoot you. I will put a hole right through your body. I swear to God, you're going down really slow. Please say
4: pine cones. Please say pine pine cones. cones.
5: (laughs) Can you imagine, Joel? You've got a two-hour raise to that gun.
3: (laughs) Shit. What do I feel we just like totally missed an opportunity with a character creation Shid <laughs> Shit the schloth. Shit the schloth. Oh, that's awesome.
5: So now we got to find sunglasses because I'm sure that there's not a sunglass hut
0: in uh, Do. <laughs> Funny you should say if there is a Pacific Sun. Um You'd be not. Uh, no, no, I don't
3: know, they, uh, like sunglasses and on the snow and mountain climbing is absolutely. like a must. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, they have those the little the little round ones with the leather. You strap around. some
4: goggles yeah. on them or something. I mean,
3: I could do that.
5: Yeah, we might find be.
4: some in at at, Torgie's at Torgie's
0: house. house. Yeah, yeah absolutely. In a Look drawer? at you, Which resourceful. Is... I try. Which, by the way, I was going to say, Catherine, if you had asked to use your resourceful, can I find a goat? Resourceful would have been, oh, look, there's a goat because resourceful says you find the things you need when you need them. But that's okay. We went with the zombie I I thought that's how we found the tubing. That's right.
4: The
5: tubing? tubing. Do I really want to know what happened? (laughs) Listeners, I was not here for this because I wanted it to be cold. I'm starting to regret that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I tried really hard to like maybe get that edited for you to listen before this, but uh, no, it's
4: it. Listen, the tubing was for the transfusion. Nothing weird.
3: (laughs) Had nothing to do with your man parts working anymore. Right,
5: right, (laughs) right. From now on, you'll just use this tube. It'll still work pretty much the same.
0: Use the radiator hose from the. You just put the hose in your pocket when you're finished.
1: This is the most chaotic opening. All right, we need to.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right, well, it's our two-year anniversary, so listen. if you're listening, thank you again, and this is just what happens sometimes.
5: Can you imagine, like, in the most inopportune moment, oh, Christ, what's the matter? I, I lost the clamp to my tube. I can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time for that. The zombies are coming.
4: I just love, throughout all of this, the youngest member of our party has kept the most reserved, and we're just children. You We've know? only right. gotten
1: worse as time goes
4: on, exactly. and we're going to continue well, to get worse <laughs> yeah. as time goes she's... on. <laughs>
0: She is most probably a lot more mature than some of us. Oh
2: yeah, I am.
0: So you're in Torgy's you're in Torgi's house. Like I said, when you got back, the uh the we had or we, I b- may have been a question just after the episode. The door was blown off. There was there was quite a bit of internal damage to the structure from the uh the, the dynamite that had set to go off as a tripwire. You are able to find some sort of goggle situation. For uh, Jack, but he's out for, like I said, for four or five days. So welcome to the new year. It is now, we're going to call it January 2nd, uh, 1932. And you've had the new year together. Jack had woke up for about 20 minutes and you spoon fed him some beans. And he went right back to sleep. That was nice. It was his. It was his New Year's Eve. I did one of those once in a hospital on New Year's Eve. It so wonderful.
5: That That's just so what No toast. No
0: toast. No toast. No toast. But you've uh, you're able to finally make radio contact with uh, your pilot. He did land safely days ago, and uh, there's a small weather front between India and uh, Nepal. But he says that he'll be there late tomorrow, and this is the second. So he'll be here arriving on the third. You can fly out the morning of the fourth. So he won't. He doesn't want to make the trip overnight again if he can avoid it. That was something. That he just and where are to do. we but, going? Oh, you got, you're going back to New Delhi first, where you'll refuel. Straighten out the
3: arrangements for the kids, right? Yeah, yeah can get, can get the, the kid, kids yeah.
0: picked up so that you can get them back to Kubawazi. and then um, Vadim and the team are supposed to be heading off to Portugal. I believe is the is the at this point it's time to get to the kids. Sometimes.
3: Vadim is yeah, like he's he's yeah. patient, but uh, he's definitely pressing uh, the group that um, you know he he would like to to move on to you know, the next clue to find out if we can get any information about his family.
0: And that, and that is exactly what we're going to do. So Ella, let's start with you. You had said something about, um, you had the other radio, the one that was rescued. Plus you have the guns and equipment up in the thing, up in the, uh, the gorge that you wanted to go, you know, people want to eventually go get. So you've got basically a day and a half, right? You've got today, uh, and we'll say it's 10 AM. You've got today to finish that part up. And then tomorrow he'll be arriving, and then he'll fly you out on the so that's the third four. he'll fly you out on the fourth so today is the second so um, what did you, you said something about you were monitoring the radio looked listening in checking the, you were you had dialed it back to the frequency you found it on was it, were you trying to mess with that were you looking to go and get try to reach out another person on the other end what were you thinking of doing or are you just gonna leave it silent
2: well I want to keep it for like our people who are in Europe right now doing operation poltergeist Um for that, But I guess I'm just monitoring it because I was told very, very sternly by Catherine and Vadim agreed that I shouldn't, you know, antagonize Herr Müller with the radio. So I guess I'm just listening to it. Okay. I, that's a very long-winded say of I'm not doing anything.
0: So you have, so let's, let's recap. You found a radio, a shortwave field radio that you found uh, from the Germans. From, um, that the leader was wearing, the one who was all marked with the tattoos. That's the one that you summoned the airplane with, right? I mean, to you summoned to the tower with, rather, and got the truck back for for Jack to bring him back to town. You also had the radio that you brought with you, Ella, from M Section. From M Section, yeah. Right. So that one is already tuned to a frequency, and you know the codes and the frequencies to be able to reach M Section at a certain time of day, which is normally 10 p.m. Eastern. T- I'm sorry, 10 p.m. time Central uh, Time in London. So um, whatever the actual time zone in London is, it's 10 p.m. their time. So you can calculate that back. So you have two full radios. Now, the one, you, like I said, you used to call the tower. The other one you have is meant for M section, but it can be changed around and dialed in as well. But at this point, by the team's recommendation, you are in no way, shape, or form. you are Is it on? Are you charging it? Or are you just let? did you just shut it off and leave it dormant? The one the Germans had.
3: I think you said uh, that you were monitoring it.
0: Yeah. That's- not
3: sending any signals out, but you you said you were monitoring. I was just moving through yeah. channels, right, to see if she can catch anything.
0: Uh, she's not going to, nothing, there's no sound. I mean, there's just squelch. She picks up other uh, shortwave radio operators, a guy from France, uh, somebody, you know, in Switzerland who's giving off, you know, watch how, how how he fixes watches and he's just talking into a microphone at night. But nobody, you're not hearing uh, on the frequency that you had written down real quick or that you had memorized that the field radio for, that the Germans were were with. Nothing comes across that 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 signal on that frequency unless you start sending. I mean, you may get something then, but like I said, so it's just like M section.
5: It's 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 tailored to one. The only it's, it's tailored for one reason only. Even though it'll it'll find all these other things. It's meant to send a signal to a specific frequency and then receive response. That's what we think, anyway. Or they. Think.
0: Well, the fact that the guy stopped checking in and then hasn't checked in since lets the operators know on the other time, on the other end, probably not there anymore. Now they could be monitoring the frequency, but that doesn't mean that they're going to start sending additional information. Why? Who are they talking to? They don't know. So they're not just going to randomly start. Like when they were trying to read Agent Sixty Seven, they were they were trying to send you know instructions. There's no instructions here. The guy was he landed with. Commandos, commandos either did their did their task and they would have radioed in that it was a completion, that they had compl- that they had been successful, or no contact. They're on no contact. But you do have, I mean, you can try again. Not, it, we're going with the assumption she's not doing that, so that's fine. We'll move on from there. No big deal. All right. So we do have the the gear up in the mountains. If any, if you want to go get that, it'll just be a couple of hours to trek out there. Uh, if you take a vehicle, you're there, in, you know the snows mostly just... Su- subsided there's a lot of the, the pass is a lot more clear it's been bright sunny days the last couple of days so you know two hours you could be there and back with no problem and you know on the mountain he roads and uh, pick all the gear up and bring it back and then catalog it and get it decide how you want to transport it or what you're going to do on the because getting it on this plane won't be a problem it'll be the next point it's what you're going to do once you get on a com- more of a commercial flight because this private guy he'll fly you he'll take whatever you have he's no problem
3: what was um i'm trying to think about uh airplane security back then if they would have inspected luggage.
0: I don't know if they would have, you would have had to claim it as long as you're not entering. So you're all running with passports that are, you know, you have a, I guess it depends on the, on the hostility level of the country.
3: Yeah. Any military action or something like that yeah. going on. Yeah.
0: Cause like a more militaristic state would definitely probably want to go through your shit. Like Russia, right? They're probably going to look at your stuff.
1: Yeah. Could we use our connection um, through the Cobalt Club to. That's book another that? reason to use
0: the radio, sure.
1: Yeah. Because that we can just. Book a flight where it's going to be no questions asked, and I mean, John Schooley was part of the Portugal,
0: right?
3: Yes, he John was. Schooley
0: had spent time in Portugal. Yeah, good memory. And Aveline, yes, and Aveline left uh, Catherine her her passcodes and her uh, yeah, exactly portfolio and everything for the club. So she actually has Catherine has the direct contact as well. So either either way you want to go, you have you have other options with the Cobalt Club. You can easily dial into that.
1: Yeah, it might be the safest way
0: with all the stuff we have okay that's a great idea so is that is that how we want to approach it we're going to start do, we're going to dial into them first
3: perhaps we use the plane contact we have to get us to New Delhi to get out of Kathmandu and then look forward to making a uh, more of a formal contact for help once we're in New Delhi
1: I think that's probably our safest bet
0: you can make that start happening now so that it, it's more arranged for you because otherwise you're going to have another couple delayed de- delays in New Delhi sure so if you wanted to reach out just because I know if Adam's starting to feel that urgency. Like I'm close now, let's go. Yes. Like, you know, we did what we had to do. So, um, yeah, you can reach out to the Cobalt club and we're not, we don't have to role play that we've done that Cobalt club role play before. If you're just looking for a, a flight to get you out. So on the, they can arrange something for the evening of the fifth early evening, they're going to do a short hop and then they'll, you know, they'll set up this plane to get you out, you know, cause again, night flying was really uncommon. So, um, We'll just call it the, the evening, midday of the 5th. They'll put you on a plane, get you to another town out away from New Delhi. And then they'll set up the, the, the journey to Portugal. Not a problem. Perfect. So you'll be flying the Portugal on actually the 6th from this other area. Okay, so that's all arranged through the Cobalt Club. Is anybody, does anybody else, again, who wants to go get the equipment? We also have this situation that Aveline's body still hasn't been located. And the holy man that was in town had walked away when you were digging up the grave, wasn't super happy about it. And I want—I thought you'd want me to remind you the fact that Gustav was still hoping that we recovered her body and you have a day and a half in town. So I didn't know if you wanted to pursue that avenue as well.
1: I'm just trying to think of how we could because it's we're under the assumption, well, Ella never, she never did a read on the note that John yeah. Schoolie left behind because we got wrapped up in finding out that Sid was still alive and then all that. So that note is still burning a hole in someone's pocket. So we could start with that, and then maybe get some inkling, and then we could have you know uh, I don't like splitting up, but we could have someone look for Aveline, people look for Only like and the like two of us
3: need to go get the guns. I yeah. would think.
0: I mean, if some people start asking questions around town, you can easily figure out where uh, this mountainous monastery is. It's it you know asking around for the holy man who. You can describe him. He was at the grave the other day. It wouldn't be hard. There's not so many that come into town in this. Area. You know, you, you may have a monastery of about 20 or 30 guys. You could, even if you just said he looked, he was an older guy who was in the robes of a monk. They'll be like, oh, it's up that hill. <laughs> like keep walking and you know, two, three miles and you're right. gonna find it over the top of that hill. Yeah. The, getting to the monastery and, and at least speaking to him. Now, Scott, I'm gonna ask you, because I, I think when this whole thing went down and Aveline, this, we're going back months now. So listeners bear with me a minute. When Aveline got got shot that day. They had been doing, there was a street meet day. There was a drinking thing going on the day before they had taken Chorgie over and talked to a, a female mystic about a midwife. Mm-hmm. And you had made contact with this elder uh, of the monastery. I and had John had, I believe John even mentioned that to them that he had made a contact in the area. And because the day that Aveline did get shot, the next day you were out looking for him and speaking with him. Yes. Okay. So the team can recall that Catherine, Faye, you can recall the fact that john did have a man in town or someone he had met a yogi or a guru that he trained with right that he trained with that he was just speaking to right this is the man that told him about emptiness
1: yeah we we had brought that up a few episodes ago yeah when we were when we were trying to brainstorm where to even begin to find him so i would i would be on that team to go and search for him i mean i think it should be me and Catherine anyway because who's staying with zombie boy
5: Nice, nice. That's what we've devolved into. That, that's wonderful.
0: First of all, I, I really want to press this. It's ghouls.
5: Well, am, the big question is, am I starting to affect a German accent? No,
0: Faye. Oh, my God. No.
5: I wake up in the middle of the night. Faye. Faye Dawson.
0: I will kill you.
5: <laughs> I'll get a hug with a knife.
0: So, Jack, Jack's okay to lay in bed for a little bit by himself. Okay.
3: Sip some broth.
0: Right. S- sip, sip a very gentle broth. Just give me broth. a blood straw. Um and then you, you're, you don't have that effect. You, no, no. Um, but if the people that want to go, the if uh, Aveline, I'm sorry, if Ella and Vadim want to go get the weapons, that's okay.
2: I want to go talk to the holy man. Actually, Ella does not want to go get weapons. She wants to try to find Aveline's body because sorry, like just to cut in, it's just everybody was talking.
1: Actually, that makes sense because you do have that, and you and you do know John Schoolie too. So. I'll go with father. She's Bottom.
0: the closest. She's the closest to John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's known
3: him the longest. Oh,
1: wait,
4: uh, I have to. I have to go.
1: Would you rather go get the guns? Because I'll go with Ella.
4: I don't care. Um, I'll, I'll go get the guns. Okay. I'll just say, Catherine.
0: <laughs> on a scale of on the scale of mundane to creepy, you tend to lean towards the mundane. I would say go get the guns.
1: Yeah, Ella, you and me, baby. Come
2: on. You had the crazy psycho culty father. I had the craziest crazy psycho culty mother let's go oh my god look at us
0: your mother was your mother was she was kidnapped kidnapped by a cult
2: (laughs) and used to become a cannibalistic
1: death goddess okay yeah my dad uh full knew willingly what he what he was doing um and he did it but that's neither here nor there i'm making peace with the situation i'm i'm adapting it's okay
0: I'm growing beyond it. What grown
5: man could say no to sex magic? I mean, let's just be honest for a second.
1: I know it's you know what. Can <laughs>
5: you, Richard? The only thing that's going to save her is sex magic. <sighs> okay,
0: <laughs> I guess.
5: Guess we'll do it. Just you know, find the sexiest girl you can.
0: The uh, all right. So let's deal with the guns, and we'll start that part, and then we'll jump over in a minute. So Vadim and Catherine are heading out into. Are we
3: able to secure a vehicle?
0: Yeah, you get a. You can rent the truck or borrow again, it from
3: the, the bartender. Vehicle.
0: Yeah, the bartender, if you slip him 10 bucks. Yeah. Take it, put yeah, throw some gas. You it. don't
3: even need to take yeah. us this time.
0: Yeah, don't even. Yeah. And
3: you're going to get the guns from where we had the encounter? Is that where you're going? Yeah. The- Ella and uh, and Vodem had uh, had buried uh some of the heavier uh armaments thinking that Jack might appreciate that.
5: I'm I'm sure he would.
3: I'm sure we were he thinking will. Of I, you, buddy. Yeah, I'm
5: sure he will. I, let's let's think positively. I'm sure he will.
3: 50 cal. Yeah.
5: Did strong. you hear that? What's his, what's his strength? His strength is 75. He can hold it.
3: Check needs a moment.
0: <laughs> what? Listen, what what man wouldn't like gun magic? That's right. Um, <laughs> that is right. What grown man? So, yes. So the truck, yeah, you're able to get the truck. Uh, by, let's say, noon, you're out there in, in the gorge. And everything's there. So uh, I'll go through a quick uh, a list of what you found. As you're loading it up, you have one bazooka with four of their style, short short range. It's not even a rocket, but it is propelled. It's gas-propelled type of bazooka, sh- bazooka round. You do have one fifty caliber machine gun with two additional boxes of ammunition, two belts, you know, box belts of their 500 rounds. So that's enough to bring down, you know... A, a lot. small regiment. Yeah, a regiment. A rhino. <laughs>
3: yeah, one a rhino. rhino. Yeah.
0: Check. <laughs> you have 13 grenades. Now, these are the German kind. Oh, the handles yeah, yeah the, we pull the string out of the bottom and you just whip the sticks so you have thir- yeah grenade sticks thirteen of those and then various everything else was either carbines or and two submachine guns limited ammo on the car um the carbine if you take one carbine and all the ammo there's quite a bit but if you were to take thirteen guns each one only had like three clips fifteen 20 rounds of them total because they also knew that they were gonna go feral at some point but they do have guns with ammo so it, it really depends on what you want now you could be trading some of this stuff. Yeah.
3: See, Vodham's instinct is, you know, guns are guns are uh, economy. Um, exactly. You 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 know you wouldn't leave this to you know rot in the in the snow.
5: Right. Like right. like of realistically, course. even though he would love to have it, I think the fifty cal would be worth a lot of money that could help us help us somewhere. Or it's good as a bri- a really good bribe. You know, like do we need thirteen grenades? Probably no, but keeping like five may be a good idea. Mm, thirteen is lucky
3: number.
0: <laughs>
3: Oddly enough, it is my lucky number.
0: <laughs> the idea behind all that is you're putting it on the on the on the cart. Like the thing that would probably get you the biggest bang f- <laughs> for your buck is the bazooka. The bazooka. Yeah, and then the 50 cal. Moving forward. So yes, so you're able to put all this stuff in the truck. It is it is quite as we like to say, the haul whole... Oh, and there's also um three lugers, I think is what I had. Ooh. So yeah, another thirteen. yeah and everyone had a knife again if you really want to spend the time i'm sure you didn't forage every knife that night if you want to go around and start because you did try to hide some of the bodies and some of the activity the gorge really hasn't had a lot of traffic through it and nobody would have stopped when you're in that gorge you're just driving somewhere else it's not like you're foraging in the gorge for anything are they either. small so, or are they like trench knives trench knives the big ones
3: has somebody cleared the the uh, the rock
0: slide Yes, the rock side's been cleared. Okay. In the five days, yeah, they cleared it already. All right.
3: Vadim would say, you know, you know, let's let's take it all and figure it
0: out later. <laughs> let's uh let's think about this. It's all good. No, uh, absolutely on the way
3: back he would probably stop and get some sort of wood crating to uh start anticipating like how we might transport.
0: Yeah, and remember at at Chorgy's, it was a climbing company, so they have tons and tons of wooden crates and things oh, that perfect. they put on the back of yeah, their house is a full supply like, you know, ropes and gear and harnesses. They've got all that stuff, so they also would have to crate it.
3: And it's already uh, properly marked with climbing supplies. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly what we're exporting, climbing supplies.
0: Now, again, listeners, if you always think that Raz, me, is a bad person and making it hard on them, look at I've given them a goddamn supply company. I couldn't have made this any easier way back in episode, what, 50 or 48. I, this was, is this was a dream come true for smugglers. I made this so easy knowing Vodum would be here one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> right
2: you know back then john was still alive so when you set that up uh... sh- sh- sh-
0: don't 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 please let, let let me have a moment of glory just for that
5: no notice the lack of noise from any of us to that comment
0: i know i know you're all just just bitter bitter people <laughs> all right like it. so Vadim's <laughs> Adam, <Adam's> making money
2: Vadim <laughs> likes it of course he does he's a russian man with guns and smuggling
0: shit these three warehouses this man has, if my children have any issues, I buy his warehouses and burn them. I All right. So we'll take a moment. So you guys get everything back in the truck. You're, you're back at Chorgie's uh, and you're starting to break down, you know, the goods in different crates and figure out how you're going to pack it. Catherine, you and um, I'm sorry, Catherine was bottom. So Faye and Ella, you are walking around town and asking if anybody knows where there's holy men or a guy who fits a description with a beard and where's, you know, just some sort of, you know, that the robe, I forget what the Buddhist monks call their robes. Um, there's a word for it. Uh, but anyway, that that kind of heart, you know, that gear. And yeah, you're told about a monastery. Uh, it's called Pishol and it's up on the top. It's They say it's go up this real steep road, keep walking about two and a half miles. You're going to come to a flat. You're going to climb again around the backside of this mountain that you're looking at. So it's on the backside of the peak. It's pretty, it's hidden from view, but it's 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 up there. You should find him. And if it's the man they think that they're looking for, I will show you what he looks like and the name that they give you. Ime Bumptu. So Ime Bumptu, and that's that's him in the photo there. If you can see that, it doesn't take you very long to track it down. the The hike up the mountain, no cars go up there. Like it's it's literally a single stone walk path, and you're you're up very much to Catherine's idea of territory. There are just mountain lions, you know, with their four feet plucked together. Totally standing on one small rock on the side of the the mountain looking down at you. Uh, This is really, it's very, very steep. Um, You're talking at probably, you know, like a 37 degree, 35 degree climb. It's just, it's killer on the legs. It's killer on the lungs. But, you know, you could do it. It's just, you know, you're all young and in good shape. But it's not something, a jaunt you'd normally want to take. Give me an idea roll. So idea one is education is to know uh, and intelligence is idea. So would you Ella and Faye, give me an idea roll, please.
1: Coming out strong with a 29. That is a hard success. Excellent. Coming out weak with a 90, but I'm only going to go up from here. And by (laughs) up, I mean down.
0: (laughs) I have an idea. Let me walk up backwards.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it would be easier on this on the spine. I think I'll feel better if I close my eyes so the harsh winds don't bother me as much. <laughs> no, right no, darling, I'm going to need you to open them. What if you trip? Well, nothing else has killed me yet.
0: Ella, it, it occurs to you that if you're going to speak to a, a holy man, a monk, maybe something, a, a gift. Uh, a, even the Dalai Lama loves getting little little tokens and, and electronic things. Like, people just say, oh, you know, I thought of you. It doesn't even have to be, you know, anything amazing. Um a small little thing of, uh, of treats just, and even if it just makes him laugh, just, a, you know, some fruit, something that, because remember they're, they're monastic, right? They live on the side of this, in this monastery on the top of this mountain. They, the only things they get are when they come down, they live a very ascetic life. Probably not a bad idea in your head. If you want to bring a little something along, you know, maybe one of, maybe the 50 caliber machine gun, yeah, what, whatever. Go no, well. I'm not um, getting
2: a peaceful people, <laughs> a machine gun.
0: All right. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. So what would you like to bring him? I, I wouldn't say alcohol. That's probably the wrong call, but...
1: um, I I wouldn't... I would I would stop at a stand, um, like a market stand on the way and maybe get like a local delicacy, like a treat or whatever. Have that for him. He probably doesn't come down very often, so get him something nice.
0: You and Ella. Ella says, yeah, we should probably get him a treat. Something very nice. That's very cool. And ladies, you make your way up to... You know, you start making your way up. By the time... You're to the top of the mountain with this climb. Let's call it about 2 p.m. Vodham and Catherine are already back, and they're they're crating everything up. She's checked on Jack. Jack is coming in and out of his slumber. He's he's doing, you know, he is getting better, getting stronger every day. Jack, you're going to be able to travel tomorrow. You should be fine. Um, cool. We're going to call you back. Uh, overnight, you're normally able to receive, I think it's one per day, of one per evening of rest. Uh, back in Pulp Cthulhu, I'll double check that number. So you'll have two, so you'll be up to like 12 HP again. So you're not fit fighting for him, but you're also not, you know, right. in any type of trauma uh, where you're in bad shape. I mean, there's characters in regular Cthulhu that don't even have that kind of hit points. So twelve is twelve is a decent number to start when you're healing. All right, so up to the top of the monastery. So it's this big white building. It's circular. Why they build these things where they build them? It obviously is not an easy thing to do. It's lime washed. It has it's colorful, conical shaped top with the long, you know. A, bunch of multicolored flags and that are supposed to be for prayer and climbing on the side of them all over the mountain. And as you approach it and you come around, you know you see several monks outside and they're just kind of looking at you as women approaching the monastery. Nobody says anything harsh. Nobody just they kind of just watching. And um, you make your way up and finally one realizes, oh, they're coming all the way up the footpath. Like they're not going to divert. They're coming up to the steps of the monastery. And he says, a young man, maybe in his twenties, shaved head, you know, wearing the garb of a monk dressed with a shirt and then the, then the robe. He says, May I help you?
2: Ella would like lead in a small bow if he's bowing to her. Um and she's like We're looking for the holy man Ime Bamtu. Is he here?
0: Ah I'm Ime Ah yes, Ime I- Bamtu. Yes. Yeah. And he starts bowing and because his English is incredibly broken, right? Yeah. But he recognizes the name. He's like, you may Yes, yes. He's here. Here. In, and, he, and he starts motioning you to come up the stairs.
1: I suppose we follow Faith after you. Open your eyes, uh, please. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're wide open. Let's go. Good. I was worried about that for a second.
0: He gets to the top. Shoes are off. He goes in. There's a, you know, the Buddha is there. It's amazing that a people in this type of environment and this country could have hauled this sucker up this mountain it's big it's in it's got the gold look to it uh you don't know if it's paint or if it's inlaid or if it's it's some sort of a gold leaf but it's this massive buddha there's incense smoke burning you hear the uh, the chanting is going on so he's he says may bump to i may bump to uh, this please, please please and he goes up before the buddha and he makes the three He bows the three times gives his proper uh, you know obeisance and he looks at you to do the same thing
1: i absolutely follow whatever is happening i do it too okay
0: now, I, I listeners, please forgive my for, uh, my ignorance on this. I believe in the presence of Buddha, you have to cover your head. I think they wear some sort of a ceremonial garb on top of their head, like just a sh- even it's just a shawl. i if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I apologize, but he does give you something to put over you, just a like you know, a scarf or just a piece of cloth just to cover your head. It's not not like you know you, you have to cover your face or anything. It's just showing a reverence because um, the monks shave their heads, right? So there's a whole thing about hair. I don't know. And unfortunately, my research into Buddhism and this sect was more about philosophy and not about practice. so I apologize for that. But you ma- you're able to make your way uh, around the Buddha after you know through the prayers and everything and they have the symbols crashing the tsh- every once in a while. and around he brings you through the-, the monastery itself, up some stairs to a windy part of a peak uh, that sits it's this alcove uh, from part of the tower. And it just sits there looking out into the most beautiful landscape you've ever seen. Facing the other way from Kathmandu. They don't look upon the city. They look upon just this space of vast emptiness. And um, he walks up and he's like, you know, starts talking in his native tongue in Nepalese. And, and the man looks and he's like, ah, yes, yes, uh, please. Come, come, you sit. I am in my bamtu, please. So he invites the two ladies to sit down in front of him. Now he is slightly higher He's raised like a yogi or a, a teacher would be above. So he's sitting on a little pedestal, uh, very calm, just like you see the gentleman in the, in the photograph, wearing some sort of a headgear because it's colder. So they're even with their head shaved, he does have the longer white beard, multiple, multiple forms of necklaces and jewelry. Uh, but very much, you know, you get the such a serene feeling in his presence, the two of you. You definitely feel like this is a, some sort of a spiritual leader.
2: Uh, I will, I'll, I'll do what he says. I'll sit down and I say we have brought you a treat from down in the village and she would like slide it, like have her and face slide it over to him and like describe what it is. I, it's like, I have heard it's a delicacy. It smells divine.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. And he puts it over to the side. He says, this is, this is, this is a, a wonderful gesture. Thank you so much. It's very nice to have, to have people come to, to see me, to visit me. Um what can I do for you? How do you come to the the temple and to the monastery itself? Why do you come to see me?
1: Faye, if you don't mind, I'll take the lead on this one. Like Ella will
0: just look at you and
1: say like, we probably would have had a conversation about this. Like, listen, this is probably your place to shine. You can look at me for backup, but I'm going to let you take the wheel on this one, my love. We are searching for a friend who is lost.
2: We believe that he came by Kathmandu several weeks ago to retrieve the body from the grave from the cemetery.
0: Uh, yes, yes, I, you speak of, you speak of Sir John. You've seen him, you've spoken to him? Oh, of course. Sir John, yes, um, he's, he is here. Many nights he come to the top of Bishu and speak with me and um, we have cha tea and we share thoughts. He is a friend. To me, but not to many. Keeps almost entirely to himself, but comes to unburden himself. Here, sits here with you where you are sometimes. Not for days, though, Not have not seen him. But this happens. John is part of the mountains. He moves with them now. He seeks and comes back. And we share some thoughts. I try to help him. And he is gone. So... If you've spoken
2: to him, what perchance, because I am a friend of Sir John's, I knew him from a long time ago, and Miss Faye here also knows him as well, very closely.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes.
2: Did he speak of how he came back here? Because when we left, we assumed that he went back up into the mountain itself, but is can you tell us anything about what you spoke of?
0: Many things. He has first come back to us, to Kathmandu, because he said that he left behind a friend, and that this friend, while no longer here on on Earth, that she is here. And he felt a great draw to be near her, to come to see her, and to tell her something very important. And we did not share exactly what that was, but... If it is from John, it is, I believe in my heart that it must be important because climb many peaks, walk many miles to come back to, to sit right where you were digging and sit there and say over and over, whisper so many nights, so many times, um, villagers see, they realize he is in state of trance. He has gone to another place, but he speaks and the speaking he has done Sometimes with many tears. But other times, he just wishes to talk. And this is who he said he must talk to? So when she listens, he's fine. Which is why I was not happy to see you move her. Not happy to see you dig. Because while her soul is here, it's a comfort to Sir John. He found uh, great strength. And... Then would would speak to me about the things that still needed to be done, but I told him, I told him not to worry, not to worry.
2: Well, you see, Ime uh, Bamtu, we wanted to retrieve that body because it was Aveline, the woman who was buried there. It was her wish to be brought back to England, her homeland.
0: Ah, uh, because she did not know the state of things, she did not know the next step. This next step, she is not. Uh, the physical body just expires, but she will come again. And when John figured this out, he whispered to guide her back, to bring her here and back into the mountains, to be born as a goat or a rock or part of the mountain itself. He was guiding her soul back, don't you see? And this is why it was so important that he did not want to have anyone touch her. And when, when the blonde men, the, the straw-haired men come and they wanted to do terrible things, he said, I said, OK, Okay, you do what you must do. I never knew that he moved her, but I have not seen him since. So that's but I, I, I told him it would be sad to do, but he had to protect his friend. But this is why I was not sure. So when you started digging, I was concerned that if John had accepted my advice and not moved her, I would not want to see this happen.
2: She's nodding at this point because this is all very much to hear that he's just decided to linger here instead of finding them or even contacting them again, which is difficult enough. Um, she goes, did he per- perhaps give you any clue or mention a place he rested his head while here or wherever he goes when he leaves Katmandu?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, of course. He reaches his hands out to the two of you. One for Faye, one for Avel- Ella. Do you take them?
1: I do. Yeah, I need answers.
0: He says, you are not the only two here in Kathmandu." When you were at the dig site, there were men with you. and uh, They are part of the people that are friends now. Yes? They are friends. Yes. Go. Go back to them. Tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, you come to me. And I will have the time after prayers. And I will show you where, John, where Sir John rests his head. And I will answer any questions I can. But for tonight, you go. You go home to your friends. Remember her. Remember that she is now part of these mountains. She can hear you. She knows. She is wondering already. I know that she is here. I, I, The times I listen so carefully for the wind and I can hear her speaking. I know she's looking for him now even because somehow he has he not, as I said, returned yet. But she, she is whispering for him to come home. He will be soon. Maybe even tomorrow. Maybe tonight he come. But I, if he does, I tell him you're looking for him. But in the meantime, please, today I hold, is a day of holiness. I must fast. But tomorrow you come back with your friends. You bring the wounded man up the mountain. He will make it. He is strong enough. I know this. She has told me that there was a great fight, but but you did the right thing. Fight five, six miles away. Not a problem. It's okay. I know you you only do the things you must do to do what you think you have to do. And I understand. So please. He bows again. He says, bring your friends. I tell you tomorrow. But now I'm going to enjoy this, this small treat that you have brought me. And then I must fast for the rest of the day and evening. Puts his hands up and he nods again. He says, peace go with you. I see you tomorrow.
2: Um, Ella's uh, about to walk out and she kind of turns one less thing and says, is she angry with me?
0: With you? No, no, no. Child, she is not angry. She is worried. But I have told John that when he whispers to her to tell her what I have told him, that there is nothing to worry about. There is no thing to fear. I explain. You you will find peace here in Pishnu. But for tonight, be with your friends. Please.
1: I will leave without saying a word. Faye is trying very hard not to cry. So Ella's like already like tears are silently falling
2: down and she's like when they get outside the temple she's very
1: hollow looking
2: and she goes to Faye. Where's that
1: note that John left? I pull it out of my pocket because I was the last one that had it. And I give it to Ella and I go, you want to do that here? No, I, he said that she... John would speak to her at
2: her grave. I, I know the body's not there, but if she's wandering, maybe, maybe I should talk to her something. I don't know. And like, I'm sorry. Make sor- another
0: idea roll, you two.
1: I'm sorry. I'm crying right now. <laughs> I'm
0: it's like... all right. I'm emo
1: as hell too. I'm like, huh? Oh, there we go. Uh, 69. Regular success for me. Success.
0: Both got regulars? Yeah. Yes. You see the flags flapping in the wind. All different colors.
1: Prayer flags. Oh my god, she's here.
0: But you can talk through them. So tomorrow you can take flags of different colors and you can write the designs on them. And you hang them and then the spirits are able to see and focus on them. You think that maybe that might be a way to talk to her.
1: Maybe find out where her body's been taken.
0: Can yeah. you guys make your way back down the mountain? Uh, absolutely
2: i'm definitely gonna grab some prayer flags so that we can write on them tonight and like figure out what we want to say like maybe even grab one for Catherine. not not i don't know if jack or Vada would even want to so i think it's i think the girls are just thinking about
1: each other right now i'm not even sure if Catherine's gonna want to
0: you normally would get them down in katmandu there's not a gift shop like up here oh but, i um, never mind. You would get them in Kathmandu, and then you yeah that's okay so you're gonna pick them up on the way back mm-hmm. all right that's where we'll end it for tonight Uh, thank you so much everybody we're going to start tomorrow right in the temple and then we're going to be flying out of here and back to new Delhi to get mr jack back with the girls and head our our way to the next part of the adventure where the team decides but from all of us here at the barter college i'm raz i want to say thank you so much for listening for our our two-year anniversary show team great job i'll see everybody next time and uh, please don't forget to like share subscribe patreon every, every little bit helps we really appreciate it and we will talk to you next time good night cast
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin MacLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.